1: Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com.
2: There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wegovy and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash loss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. plushcare.com slash loss. Do you remember the first time as a band that you kind of shared a conversation where you all connected and it felt like it all fell into place?
3: Ooh. I think it's the beginning. Yeah. No? Yes, it was always quite organic, like Joey
1: would say. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. I think you're so right. Yeah, I think as soon as we just got Nick and Josie to complete our lineup, yeah, I think that's when it really, really, I mean, we've never, you know, it's not like we've had a conversation about it. But yeah, the feeling that when we're all just together in a room, making music and playing together, I think that's just, yeah, when that feeling comes out the most.
4: Yeah, I mean, I I joined the band a bit later, and then Josie was, I guess, last the last person to click into place. Yeah. Yeah. For me, like once Josie was in on bass, that for me was, you know, we did a couple of gigs the, the current lineup, and it just, yeah, it was awesome. It felt really good playing live as a band, and just hanging out as well. Yes. Just really easy. <laughs>
2: When you first started off, you kind of had a rotating lineup to begin with before it fell into place.
1: <laughs> yes, yeah, we did. we did a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, it was really great because we were just lucky fun. enough. We were lucky enough to have our friends. Um, who was? Who were they? Matthias, who just played with us at the live stream. Paul. Hello, Paul. Love Harry, you. Harry Deacon, fabulous man, and George uh,
3: and George. Sarah.
1: George. S- Sarah. Oh yeah, and Sarah from the Pearl Heart. Yeah, God, we had loads yeah. and Andy Becker. When the, um, yeah, so many our friend Andy. <laughs> so many. Yeah, God, we've had so many. honestly to be honest, like the show it used to be a bit stressful because we'd like sort of booking these gigs. A not being able to play I mean, I'm speaking for myself here, I could not play guitar to save my life really, because like, I'd know what I I just no idea what I was doing. Agostina had learnt keyboards like pretty much like two months, like a month prior to like us playing our first gig. So like every single gig yeah. we'd be like, yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> we'll book it in. It'll be fine. And then we would like, Jesus Christ, we have no one like to play drums, bass or like extra guitar. So we'd have to like frantically call our friends and be like, hi, are you busy on the 22nd? Because we need you to play a mm. gig. And we've only got two rehearsals to do it. Yeah. <laughs> so we did it. Yeah, up
3: being good,
4: so yeah,
1: they managed to survive.
3: Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, well, it was just fun, it was just fun. It was a shambles, yeah. but it was a good time.
4: Yeah, the first show I did was again just like mutual friends and kind of parts in touch, and I was just kind of filling in, you know, for fun. And I, yeah, I didn't know what I was doing either. I'd never played that, I'd been playing in a punk band, and I, yeah, I'd never played that kind of music before. <laughs> I was just Trying to hit as many bongos as I could. Um, <laughs> I was just around random stuff. Couldn't remember the structures of the songs. But yeah, they randomly like, asked me
1: to play again. So and she never yeah, yeah. left. <laughs> oh, she <never laughs> and she's yeah. still here. did
2: Did you bring? Was it gingerbread you brought the first time you met?
4: Yes. Oh, me a gingerbread. Uh, gingerbread man. From Sainsbury's Bruce, hello Saints Bruce.
2: That's when
1: I knew I was like, this chick's a keeper.
4: <laughs> I'm, I'm a bit of a feeder in the band. I like to make sure everyone's eaten.
1: And painkillers as well. You're really up on the painkillers, yeah. like the ibuprofens and the paracetamols. You're really on that.
4: Yeah, and the health advice. I'm kind of the mum, the mum of the band, Aww. the mum and the dad, into
2: like the The chaos of those initial shows—can you capitalise and like feed off the energy of that in any way?
1: Oh yeah, I love chaotic shows. I think that's why they were just so fun because we 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 always just went in with no expectations, just like a wish to like be able to sort of get the song through,
3: yeah,
1: you know, in one go. And I don't know, we just. We were never afraid of what it would sound like or what would happen, I think, because we were always just so happy to be playing the music and just happy to be there and happy to be in this band. You know, if something went wrong or if something just went a bit AWOL, it's like, who cares? At least we're having a good time.
2: Yeah, because that's kind of, you get that sense of the party atmosphere from the music that you've recorded and when you kind of look at the KXP session and stuff, so that was very much something that was there from the off, that kind of laid back kind of party vibe to it. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I don't think we we ever take ourselves too serious. Yeah. I think <laughs> we we're doing it because we we think it's hilarious and it's fun and I think you know the moment it stops being fun and hilarious then I don't think this band's the same, you know. I think it's really important that we always have fun, but also I mean we can hope it always is fun. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I think yeah, we're just doing it for the love and hopefully that's the energy that You know People pick up on And make it feel Like a party vibe I guess
2: How do you kind of Catch that personality When you're in the studio
0: It's just a laugh (laughs) I don't know I think it's I think that comes down To the dynamic In the band I think we're just All such good friends That You know We just I don't know It's just fun In the studio When
1: we were doing it um, Alex Our producer He He made sure That everything Was trapped All together I mean of course overdubs and stuff, but he was very adamant of really capturing us playing together, you know, with that style in mind, like to have the energy together so you can actually capture that energy. And that I think that's why the, well, the songs have turned out so good because we've managed to get that little snapshot in time, you know, with all of us being together in the room and capturing that.
0: I think we also captured a lot of elements that, Happens live in that you know, we have a really good friend, Kika, right. for example. <laughs> she's <sat and laughs> at so she's essentially our, I don't know, Los Pichos Bez. She loves dancing <laughs> and she tends to bring people, I don't know, encourage people to dance with her as well. And we actually had her come into the studio, and there was one point I think we attached loads of percussion yes. to cells, yes. yes. yeah, and then <laughs> made her dance to a track and like record it so it was actually her body movement that then got like added to the track so we really did like fun things like that just to, yeah to kind of capture the energy and essence from live as
2: well do you know straight away when you have the take that's going to be the final one then or is it a little bit harder when it's not just about the technical aspect of it but it's about capturing that kind of atmosphere too which is a little bit more fluid i guess
4: i think we often i think we often have a good idea when we when there's been a good take that's felt really good?
0: It's usually a take where I shout (laughs) at the end of it. (laughs) I think that's actually actually left that in, I think, on one of the songs that's been released, and I'm like, oh my god. But it's like every take, I'm
3: like, yes.
4: (laughs) Yeah, we just wait to hear if Josie gives it her. (laughs)
1: Let's do the approval. (laughs) <laughs> it is a collective feeling though it's nice when you get those moments yeah. when you're all when all of us are just like yes you know god that felt good you know minus a little comp here and there yeah that's such a nice feeling
2: when did it first become you know that you're saying that you're kind of all on the same page when did it first become instinctive in that way in the live setting and you were all kind of just feeding off each other oh and man all i think it was one. the
1: relentless touring that we did last yeah. last year how silly of me The year before, (laughs) in 2000. (laughs) Did I say last year? Uh, In 2019, we played so, so many shows and it, it was just that playing together over and over and over and over again. And I found that especially Josie and Nick, they just knew what each other or how each other was playing and it's that instinctive nature that really takes, I think it really took the playing to another level because, you just get so used to every everyone's feel. Um, and I think mm. when we reached that point, that's when we were really able to go into the studio and um, yeah, make some good stuff, capitalize on that.
2: How many shows did you play last year? Last, last year oh. or,
1: no, 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 I think, no, we, no, I
2: think, we, <laughs> I think we played i I've done it as well. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> this yeah, January, I think Southern 19, probably like, I don't know, it was a lot. And we went on tour for two weeks in November.
4: Oh, we were um, it was out of control. Like, I mean I, I used up all my holiday from work for shows with the band. Um pretty quickly and I'd, I'd run out of leave by November and had to <laughs> had to take like unpaid leave from work and just kind of beg my boss to be able to go on that tour in, in November. So it must have been oh God, yeah. I dread to say I think
3: it was like three times a month a at least until oh, like October I, and then we went until we like three other bands and there was like 20 shows more
4: there was yeah. yeah there was a couple of months period where every weekend we were away doing like a Friday yeah. Saturday Sunday tour supporting some other band um and then yeah I'd be back at work on the Tuesday just absolutely dying
1: <laughs> <And then laughs> that was the end funny. of all that we
4: went on tour for two weeks <laughs> 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 just TV oh, I had to go straight to work like <laughs> that <laughs> I how I did it I was,
1: like, all those 8am selfies <laughs> after we kept sending back. each other these like selfies of, like, yeah. obviously like with bags under our eyes looking terrible <laughs> but you know there's that app on Instagram where you can do this like really large fake smile it would just be like going around being like yeah it's fine just yeah. came back at 6am this morning and now uh, I'm doing yeah. accounts. yeah but yep. we miss that now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, in. Yeah. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was
4: actually um, I was looking back through all my old photos on my phone, looking for something recently, and I found all these selfies of myself just looking like there. <laughs> Obviously, like the either when I just there's quite a few of me in my lift in my apartment block, having just got home from like dropping everyone at home. Got home at like four in the morning. Oh, great really so grim. God. Or like me in the morning, just walking to work, and I, yeah, we like to send each other selfies. Just looking terrible, just
3: dying. The worst
0: ones. You look absolutely dying. Like,
4: oh, so awful. Yeah. But, but we can't wait amazing. to do it again. We should post yeah. all of those in a book, like a little photo book,
2: a little zine, sell at the merch desk.
4: Yeah, yeah, I
1: like that. <laughs> Idea, um, Alex. Capitalize.
2: Did you play Was it a show on a ship Last year as well The HMS Yeah did sector. Oh yeah Or two years ago rather Yeah we did What was that in
1: for It was a
4: festival when? In Bristol I can't remember What it was called It was when I had a meltdown In the car park Because I couldn't download That parking app
1: Oh yeah God that was <laughs>
4: <laughs> We were running late <laughs> And we did a radio show Before that
3: That we were like Playing some songs Oh yeah we did really, really great. Know, We <laughs> In an office building,
0: it was like a. Band oh my thing. god! Don't tell people, it. Aga. Don't tell people about this because I think it was probably horrendous. I think we pressed all the wrong yeah. buttons, <laughs> and the guy, and we played all the wrong music, and then the guy, who was like there, in it the, was on live, and we were like, oh my god, it was like was dead air time. <laughs>
1: messing up. i don't even know why we yeah did we do yeah. another show after that as well after the spaceship
4: one we didn't one. say no to anything that year we just did everything we just did, we packed it so no yeah. much stuff yeah
1: that's
2: true i guess you kind of get a sense of momentum do you oh yeah you say yes to one, it goes oh, well. can yeah. i kind of just and then our, blow, yes, our
1: yes. lovely booking agent she's always really excited about shows that she books first she's like oh but this one's really good as well And I know that this one might be a stretch, but this one's really fun as well. And you're just like, ah, I just need to say yes. Because it's like in case, you know, it is amazing. You just don't want to miss out on it, you know.
2: When you're playing that many shows, do you still have like a specific memory attached to each one? Or do they kind of start to blend a little? I mean,
1: some of them have like amazing,
3: obviously, anecdotes and stuff that happens. Mm. Like we have a lot of internal jokes. It's quite like insane. Uh, So like we have a lot of little stories that we only find funny. But a lot of them just blend, I guess, hungovers and playing a lot.
4: Yeah, there are, there are ones that, that do stick out. But, yeah, I guess, yeah, I don't know. I think, I, I think I've got a pretty good memory.
1: I'd say a healthy mix of blending and yeah. standing out. There might be some blend yeah. in there. But usually everything, I don't know, every, every show we've done, there's been some sort of memorable something that's happened in a good way. <laughs>
4: Or even if it wasn't good at the time, it's funny now.
1: Yeah, it's hilarious now.
2: <laughs> I was getting, Sarah, the first time that you were on stage as well, you were three or four with a violin? Me?
1: Yeah, yes. Very, very small. Yeah, yeah my your, mum just... Your first I, I thought you were talking about the Los bitter show. I was like, ah, there's no violin in this band. <laughs> 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 oh, when you were four old time <laughs> yeah, When show. I was four, eh? Yeah? Um... Yes, yeah, very young. My mother just, yeah, I think she did it to. I'm not sure if my brother started that young, but my mum, yeah, just get set me straight into violin. But I, yeah, I thank her, I thank her dearly for that.
2: What do you remember that, about that first time on stage with the violin?
1: Okay, I definitely do remember that. It's so weird. I can't remember anything, but I remember. So I had to do these like. Positions on the violin. It's actually pretty lame if you think about it. But this was my concert. So I just like my my violin teacher did like got me to do positions on the violin and then it was like these bow games that she got me to do, like with the bow of the violin. Weird, I know, I know it doesn't make any sense, but that was the performance. And everyone was like, Oh, this is nice. Oh, <laughs> okay. and I was like, Yeah, <laughs> Uh, it was only something a mother could enjoy, I think Like, I don't know what I was oh, doing listen. But she used to make My mom actually would, like, enrol me in these competitions in Perth And, like, I'd have to go and play by myself Like, a whole entire violin concerto Like, I don't know I'd only ha- I'd be, like, seven or eight or something And they'd just make me go out. Oh, God, it used to be so scary Yeah oh, Yeah yeah, God, I'm really just remembering that now. They were so boring as well. <laughs> Everyone else's performance was a bit subpar from my memory, to be honest. With you.
2: Does that get rid of stage fright, having that exposure to it at such a young so, age? so, actually, yeah,
1: because now I'm just like, ah, whatever. Um, I still get a little nervy, but, you know, in a good way.
2: <laughs> yeah, you need a little bit of nerves.
1: Yeah, a little bit of zing zang.
2: Josie, you were on TV as well at quite an early age, weren't you? Swedish TV <laughs> at 10. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Are you referring to me? Standing no, the best
1: story. Ever.
3: Maybe. To the moment ever. Actually, wait. I got a picture him. of it right now. Wait, wait, wait. I got a picture oh, yeah. of Josie in two points <laughs> on
1: my bedroom. Even got- <laughs> if you can see it. Oh It's, so it's, so the <laughs> it's amazing. It's an amazing <laughs> bit of footage, Josie. You gotta send it to Alex because it's so cool. Yeah. There is
0: a video of it somewhere. I, it. But I think it's yeah, but yeah, yeah. It was it's quite interesting. Little childhood or whatever my parents <laughs> told me to do. <laughs> I grew up on a tiny, well, a pony riding school for children, and uh, so it's, we're talking like very, very small ponies here, <laughs> the smallest kind, the Chetland ponies. Uh, but anyway, yeah, it was a performance that uh, I got roped into happily at the age of 10 (laughs) Mm. but yeah it was fun I think that helped with stage fright as well I was well up for it.
2: Did you grow up in the same town like the whole way through in your childhood?
0: Yeah yeah I did I stayed there until I was 18 and then I moved to London uh, to study music.
2: Was that the same town as Leah Emery who was in you're oh my band.
0: god, yes, that's exactly it. Yeah, so me and Leah actually Leah was in yeah. that whole show as well. <laughs> and <actually. it's> sister. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't <also> just me. <laughs> uh, yeah, we we grew up in the same hometown and yeah, I've known her since I was about six years old. Um and that's how we met. We wrote those little chetland pose at the same time. So yeah, that that's right same
1: one.
2: And she was in, so she was in Kid Wave who was, that was your previous band, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, I was I was, I was, I was playing yeah. drums. Yeah, so that's how I met Josie through Leah. So she was, well, Leah was actually a student at the same music school that I went to, but I was a teacher at that time because Leah's, Leah's a little bit younger than me. So yeah, I ended up meeting Leah through the school and then, yeah, got to meet Josie through Leah, which is great. And yeah, obviously toured and formed a band with Leah many years ago. It was great.
2: Did you all go to music school or did you all kind of come at it from different angles?
4: No, I didn't, I didn't go to music school.
1: I had
2: a few, yeah.
1: I
4: had a few drum lessons. I, I learned orchestral percussion at school. Yeah, I had, I had drum lessons for a few years as a teenager. That's kind of where my <laughs> formal... Music education ended. Mm, same. Um, I Sarah teaches me little bit bits and pieces. Yeah. Same. So,
1: the Santa okay? Patale School of Music.
4: Yeah.
1: You heard exactly.
4: it here first. <laughs> Nothing by doing.
1: <laughs> I think sometimes, but like, I mean, if anything, though, the best practice is really just playing and doing it, isn't it?
0: Yeah. No, I agree. Like whatever I learned in school, I mean, that's great because it gets you going, but. I don't know, yeah, it, you don't need a music degree to play no. a band. You just need a bit of interest and drive to yeah. do it, of course. You know, if you want to do it, you will. I just, will I, I, just
1: I actually came to a music school in the UK just because purely I didn't know anybody here. So I just wanted to meet new people.
0: <laughs> that's, that's, <laughs> exactly, just, that's exactly, that's yeah. exactly what I did. That's exactly what I did. So I'm moving to a country, I don't know anyone. And I think going to music school, because it's my interest, I think was a really good move because obviously met people with yeah, the same yeah. interest and uh, really socialized with because that was kind of my fun year after school, like a gap year. But then I uh, obviously ended up staying and doing music. But yeah, just socially, I think it was the main motivation, mm-hmm. yeah, to be honest.
2: Yeah. <laughs> it's interesting that you, you know, there's kind of a mix of backgrounds in the. Band in terms of like formal training and kind of just learning it yourself because when you think about the music and the kind of flow of it, in the structure, it very much it's it kind of moves through section through section in quite a free flowing way. How -hmm. much of that is down to structuring it out, and how much is down to kind of just going with the feel of it and where it takes you?
1: So much feel, I'd say a lot of it really is feel because the songs when we especially when we first started doing them because there's no lyrics, it was quite difficult to you know, sort of do like a generic, you know, like your sort of generic pop song structure, um, which does help though actually now that we've found just to actually try and like set out a sort of structure. But no, a lot of, a lot of it's from feel, I'd say most of it would be, just purely because we don't, well, we didn't really know what we're doing, know a little bit more now, but it, it's just <laughs> what feels good. I mean, whenever, if I'm working on an idea or something, it sounds a bit cliche, but whatever I'm going to say it, I, you know, I, it's just the feeling. It's the way that it makes me feel. And if, that, if I can actually invoke something that makes me feel something, I know that that's an idea that might work with something. But, you know, it's just a bit blasé or if I'm overthinking it too much, it just takes the fun and magic out of it,
2: I think. Is it, you were saying obviously the music doesn't have lyrics, is it easier to kind of go with the feel when you don't have them there restricting it? Yes.
1: For me anyway, I'm a terrible lyricist and I'm a terrible top line writer. I, could, I don't have any skill in those two areas. don't know if that's the same. Oh, your guitar top
0: line. Yeah, yeah, yes. but Like I can kid, only I'd do
1: say. it on guitar. <laughs> I cannot, like if someone's like, Sarah, can you just, you know, write a little, hum a little something over that? I'd be like, no. Nah. Yeah, I should sure look I <laughs> to <that. laughs> <laughs> No. All right, challenge accepted. Well, we'll We'll see when the solo album comes out. <laughs> it
2: Does melody ever come to you then when you're away from an instrument, or do you have to be at one? As a result, of no, that?
1: Uh, both for me. Even. I mean, I think a lot of the, I think a lot of the best ideas just happen, but you're just not even thinking about having an idea. You know, something will mm. just come to you, or maybe you'll hear actually something that uh, 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 like the most poignant. Time that happened to me last year. A friend of ours. I heard him playing. He wasn't even doing a song. Actually, it was um our friend Charles. He's in a band called the Flamingos, and he just put up this video on Facebook, and he was just jamming. I think it was just to a backing track or something. I don't even like. it wasn't even a song, and something about his the backing track that he was playing along to, just doing a little bit of noodling. I remember that. I couldn't get it out of my mind. It just sparked this idea. It's the talky-talky Charlie-Charlie demo, I sent to you guys, that one. It's about... Yeah, it felt, it felt really good. Like, as soon as I got it, I was like, yeah, I think this could be something we could do down the line. Maybe it'll come up on album number two, who knows.
2: It's interesting what well, we were saying about lyrics a little while back because The Link Is About To Die originally had lyrics.
1: Yeah, it did. Well, yeah, that's what I mean. So, like, no one gave that song Ted attention when i first uploaded that i mean given it was just little of me doing it and like i just chucked it on youtube i think i was just so done with life at that stage so i was just like whatever i'm putting it up um and i did i have i mean i don't think the, the vocal melody is that bad on it but yeah it got nothing and now now that it i do I like my- vocals so. though I think it it
3: looks good in our songs. Like, it sounds good to put some vocals and put some deranged stuff. I really enjoyed Uh that part of doing the song. I think, like, just putting anything you feel like on a song, even if you're saying, like, I don't know, I like a cow, whatever. (laughs) I just enjoy doing it. Um, And I think it's good that we're putting some (laughs) vocals on some songs because it's just fun. It is. I agree, and it makes also people when we're playing. It makes them like also connect in another level that like you can just they know if we're saying one word, you know, they will say with us or whatever. That's an easy yeah. lyric to I learn. Like a cow. Makes no sense,
0: but
1: <laughs> I'm <laughs> waiting for yeah. the song. Yeah. I go. I can't, can't wait right to hear about it down. I will. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> How does it work as well when you're doing something? like Trapdoor you know and you've kind of got to rework that what does that teach you about your soundscape when you're taking someone else's song and kind of adding your flavour to it
1: actually we Trapdoor was pretty interesting because I I was definitely new to the whole could be a thing like I only really got that information of Agostina to be honest with you and, and her other gorgeous Uruguayan friends like they're the ones that well introduced all of us to it uh, but it was interesting in the sense that you know I, I took the, we had to take this it was pretty, it's like a pretty kraut rock type song. Um, we had to take it and um, sort of envision what a Kumbia production would be like to try and get that, to try and make the, um, the hooks work and then to try and blend our, st- ourselves into it. That was a really, it, it was an interesting, it was an interesting lesson, but it taught me a lot about Kumbia production and I don't know, just where we could go with, with our cover songs because it could be a little bit difficult with verses and stuff, if you're not sort of noodling around a little bit. But we, we managed to blend some of our tune, our guitar lines into that and just were able to keep the, the trapdoor rhetoric going.
2: When you initially heard it, did you have a pretty clear picture of where you wanted it to go or was it something that you kind of had to work through and experiment with?
1: Work through and experiment big time. No idea. It, it, did, it, did, it came quite quickly though. I do, yeah, I remember working it. But yeah, just had to there was a lot of cursing and a lot of deleting and a lot of yeah, a lot of things that you didn't see.
2: <laughs> <laughs> did it shift when you, you played it in a room together for the first time? And kind of brought it into that setting to work through it?
1: Actually the whole thing was done at home. I don't think I guess, when did we play when did we even play start playing that live? Hmm. Because I don't think we no ever way. worked it out in a room. Mm-hmm. It was all just done at home. It was
0: released before, before playing it as a group. Yeah, person. yeah. Yeah, yeah, And
3: yeah, it was yeah. in like the beginning of the band, like 2017, June, July, no more than that. It, it was
1: one of our first releases, actually, yeah. But, yeah. but, but what the, the actual performance that you hear, yeah, that's, um, that's all on the computer.
0: <laughs> we have just actually recorded another rework yes. cover. Yes, all of us together which is going to come out soon, which
1: will be
2: really fun. So the idea is usually pretty complete by the time they're brought to the band then, every you that, that was kind of all done at home.
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying things can't change, but yes, for some of the, I mean, I'd say for, for some of those parts of, for the songs that maybe we haven't reworked to put on the album, um, but a lot of the, the songs have changed a lot from the sense of when we first were just playing them and now... Uh, when we worked through them with Alex and then we're putting them on the album that was a good example of us working the songs together um, and everyone having their input on that um, but you'll have to wait for the album to come
2: out Did that make it easier then when like what we were saying earlier about how you had to track it in a room of the songs were pretty complete when you were heading in and you had a clear picture of them in your head does that make it easier to just kind of relax in that space and let the energy flow
4: Yeah Oh yeah we knew Yeah, knew exactly what we were going to play going into the studio Everything was like, we rehearsed everything a lot <laughs> before going in so that we could kind of just enjoy playing in the studio and kind of focus on the, on the vibe, I guess. We messed around a lot with stuff like um, percussion in the studio. Um, but I think even then, like, we had a good idea of what we wanted to put on there. There had wasn't a lot little... of stacking. No, we were pretty efficient.
2: So were the conversations that you were sharing with alex about producing it then more about how you wanted it to sound as opposed to the songs themselves but the actual kind of feel of the individual sounds like you're saying that you were kind of playing around with percussion a little bit
1: i mean alex had a pretty good he himself because he's got such a wide range of um musical knowledge specifically for cumbia as well so he had a pretty good idea of how he could push the sound as well i remember him i remember him noodling around a lot with that anyway
3: yeah
0: I mean, he was very much involved as well It's so a pre-production before going into the studio to ensure that we would be just knowing exactly what we're doing the day we do go in. Um, so he, he attended a few rehearsals and worked on the track sort of over a period of time before actually going into the studio. So I think that's what made us all sort of super prepared uh so you just go in and, and just have fun. In terms fun.
1: of the sound, I've said since, since, since the beginning that I just want everything to sound like 80s gated reverb, then Halen pop, 80s pop, whatever. That's what I'd like to hear.
2: Had you <laughs> had you done singles with him before you, you know, you kind of went to work on the record together?
4: Yeah, we did two we did the two singles. How long was that before we actually recorded the rest of the album? Six that months? was June. Yeah, about six months before we went into the studio to record the rest of the album. We did the two singles. So that was kind of a good like, I guess it was good to kind of, yeah, I guess it worked so well with the combination of people and the team that we had doing those singles that I mean, we were always keen to, to do the album with him as well.
2: Yeah, it's nice when you've got the foundations there as well.
4: Exactly. We'd kind of already been in as a group and done these two singles, so going in to do the whole album felt like, I guess, a bit less daunting.
2: What was the most impactful conversation you shared with him as a producer during that process in regards to your music that kind of stuck with you?
0: He had a lot of wise
4: words to tell tell his son.
0: He's full of experience.
4: (laughs) There were a lot of conversations about, like, about preparation and rehearsing and being, you know, putting in the work before actually going into the studio. I think he had a lot of advice around that side of things, which was really
1: helpful. I learned a lot about editing, how to get the most out of your song in a nice succinct manner. I do like to fast a lot um, in terms of the way I speak and also sometimes with the demos that would come out I don't know what I personally took away is just how to edit and structure things I think his advice on that was really 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 powerful Uh, it was all it was sometimes a little bit hard to stomach because you know I like to leave things in and I like things to run all the time and busy productions and stuff Um, but he explains things in such a in such a clear way the end product always ends up being great but yeah he had a lot, of, a lot of good advice to
2: give on that. He's a little bit of an Obi-Wan, Kenobi type figure.
1: <laughs> 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, we'll go with that. We'll go with that.
2: <laughs> when, uh, when you take something out of a song like that and you kind of lay it in there, you know about not faffing and keeping it fairly refined, how does that impact the energy of it and the kind of momentum of it when you're playing it?
0: Usually it uh, adds to uh, the energy and momentum because he's taken off the things that aren't quite necessary usually uh, to make it more effective and to make it more, you know, more easier to connect with. So I think actually, you know, the changes, he he also made us feel like it was kind of our idea, which was really clever of him. Like in the way he, he went about it. It's like, have you thought about this? And then, have you thought, what if you do that? What happens then? And then you're like, Oh, (laughs) so I don't know. He kind of, I don't know, it all felt just such an improvement. It was so nice to have them on board. So generally all just more energy and more positivity around the songs.
2: How quickly are you recording as a group when you're in there? What's the rhythm of your workflow kind of like in the studio?
1: Oh, so good. And with that Yulele track we did, the cover song, day, yeah. One day. Eight hours. Yeah. Ooh. Loved it. Yeah, we're doing good. That was just one song, but well, yeah. that's what I'm
0: referring <laughs> I think, again, that comes down to, to preparation. I think we, if you're going confident, there shouldn't really be any, any major drama.
2: <laughs> is Lindsay Goes to Mechanos? Is that one of the tracks on the record?
3: Yes. Yes.
2: <laughs> how, uh, how did Lindsay Lohan inspire that song?
3: Because the, the song is kind of like, you know, it starts really like quiet and then it goes a little like, Ooh, then quiet again, and at the end it's just like... <laughs> so like it just reminds me of Lindsay Lohan's life and we just decided to put at the end same mistake in vocals because like she keeps doing the same stuff so we love you lindsay
1: we love Bye. Lindsay <laughs> so much we have the utmost respect but it inspired, for her.
4: like
3: yeah in her life in like the media how
1: they treat her everything i don't know. it's true it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a very coherent journey uh, of yeah. Miss Lindsay Lohan's career, and it was it was started by um. Well, Agostina sent. I, I wish I still had this. I don't know where this idea is, but Agostina sent this like. Do you I have it? Do you? Okay. Well, please send it again. But yeah, Agostina sends this deranged demo song. Like it was just an idea on the keyboard. I think mm-hmm. I can't even remember. But yeah, there was that line. Um, that was so, so great. Um, and yeah, I just, it just came from an idea Agostina sent over. And at the time, I think Lindsay had just launched this car crash of a reality TV show. Yeah, where she's that's like, why it's
3: called like that too, because of the yeah. reality.
1: Yeah, and we yeah. were obsessed with, obviously we were losing our minds over this. Um, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, it was, honestly it was just it was just she was a hot flavor for us at the time. We were looking at all of her movies, and yeah, it was just what we were Still Oh, absolutely! But like, we were really into forever what, and ever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like our obsession was really peak at that time. Though. Yeah, she had, to, she had stuff coming out. <laughs>
2: uh. Matt DeMarco is someone else who kind of comes to mind as a character in a in a similar vein. as he is. Zany in person and on stage, it is to be, yes. I believe.
1: Yeah, he's a zany character. Yeah. He is. <laughs> lovely, lovely man. Yeah, he's yeah. everyone he's on so that so tour yeah. was so lovely. I'm yeah, his good. entire
4: band is just lovely humans. Mm. Yeah. The nicest people to tour with.
2: Oh. Were you crowd surfing on that tour?
4: Yes. Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> oh, Nick. it was <laughs> so good. Honestly, yeah,
4: Nick, Nick that's crowd that's good. Of class. I think, like, uh, I think We were, we were in Dublin. We'd had a conversation maybe the night before, because um, he obviously used to do a lot of crowd surfing, um, but we hadn't seen him crowd surf yet on the tour. And I was like, "Oh," and he was like, oh, "I don't do that anymore." Um, and then we ended up, we ended up joining them for an encore at the end of the night, playing tequila. And yeah, I just thought, do you know what? <laughs> This is a really great crowd. I'm, I'm going for a crowd surf. So I went in and then I kind of looked back at him from the crowd and was like, come on. And, uh, yeah, shoes came off.
1: Um, and we were for the for the tour. Nick, you forget to say that you were in time perfectly with a cowbell the whole, in- oh, well, like a woodpeel oh, or something. You were playing during the crowd surfing. It was amazing. <laughs>
4: It was so good.
1: It was my yeah, favorite yeah. moment of
4: 2019. Yeah, I love crowd surfing, and I hadn't done it for a long time. And yeah, I couldn't miss up, couldn't pass up <laughs> the opportunity.
1: It was my first time.
2: When was the last time you crowd surfed prior to that?
4: Prior to that, oh, I don't know. Actually, I used to crowd surf a lot. I used to play in this punk band, and we used to we used to always seem to be crowd surfing, like either whether it was during our own set or bands that we were playing with. I don't know. It just it just kind of became a bit of a thing. Like even if there were only ten people in the audience, we'd be like, right, crowd surfing. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I've just always loved it. I think maybe because I'm I'm really tall. I'm like six foot one, and so I always when I was younger, I always thought oh, I'm too big to crowd surf. I'm not like one of those tiny people that can crowd surf. And then I was like, no, I'm doing it anyway. And yeah, I can just kind of make like a pencil, and
3: <laughs> making
1: my body really
4: straight. Apparently, when I was a baby, my mum always says, "I never like to be cuddled." I would just like extend myself out and arch my back. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's really sweet. Yeah, it's just, mm. it's a nice.
0: Place. I've never actually oh, no. crossed no. Like I've been in France since I was like. Fifteen punk bands and very sweaty, messy gigs. But uh, dirty, get back, mate. Let's get back. Yes. I uh, <laughs> mean, um, you know what it is. Yeah. I think it. it I know. It, I, I. I think I'm a little bit too shy. I'm like, oh, I want to, I want to, but I'm not doing it. And it's the same thing. Like when I go swimming, I'm like standing on the pool side and don't really want to go in. But then if someone pushes me in, I actually really enjoy it. And I think you need to do it. I need to touch. I love it. <laughs>
3: Yeah, we'll push yeah. you in We'll next time. you in we'll With out. no warning It's going to end up well <laughs> I hope there's more than like two people, please <laughs>
0: uh, <A> Disaster
2: <laughs> Speaking of, uh, you know, swimming and surfing And those sorts of activities oh. Sarah, what do you remember about the song Shark Attack?
1: How the hell did you find that? How did you find Can't that song? Can't possibly
2: comment <laughs>
4: How did you find that song? <laughs> I' you worry about what well, you might have unearthed about me. You
1: know? No, no, no. No, I'm, I'm super, I love that song. Um, this was like my first, so this was my first proper drum recording ever with like my old, like it was like, my, it was like the first band I was ever in. We were called John, John and the Inverarities. It was me and some dudes from the college I was living at. And yeah, we made this song called Shark Attack. Um. How did, seriously Alex how did you find that is it online yeah
2: uh, the song isn't but it's kicking about there's word of it there's rumours of it
1: ooh <laughs> I have to <laughs> it's I know it. it's a great song I really I mean I didn't write it but someone else did and they did a great job I just had a great time <laughs> playing drums um, yeah Shark Attack it's a feed and friends air yeah very <laughs> <laughs> Australian quintessential Aussie uh college
4: sounds rock like a, sounds like a theme tune to like Save by the bell or something but australia definitely
1: could be th- we should have we should have been more yeah. savvy but unfortunately it's
2: we just weren't it's interesting because it kind of it's something we've touched on a few times That this isn't your you know any of your first time in a band you know you've all had previous projects before mm-hmm. how did that impact what you approached this initially and what you wanted this band to be and what you wanted to do with it i
3: think we didn't blend much that's the thing. Like we, I don't know, at the beginning it was more like a fun thing and then it just became gigs and I don't know, it just transformed and everything that is now. But we never planned too much.
1: I think, I agree. I think not planning, definitely attempting to take it as it comes. That was definitely, yeah, that was definitely something we all brought to the table. No one's expecting anything or pushing anything or doing anything to go in a certain directions with from being in bands and stuff in the past where maybe sometimes things could you know other factors can, can affect what's happening in the band you know um, but with this it's just I think it's just the freedom just what you know what whatever that's it mm-hmm. <laughs> just <Mom> whatever <laughs> <laughs> like that
2: had you f- yeah, had you yeah. felt this free in a band before or is this the freest you've kind of ever felt as a terms of musical expression
3: mm. Yeah, yeah i mean i was in a punk band too and i was a singer and i just had to yell a lot so i feel <laughs> quite free to be honest <laughs> it <was laughs> quite now it's cold and, yeah, i was young and rebel or whatever i was trying to be but that was a lot of freedom but i think this band has a lot of freedom yeah. also because we really respect each other and we respect our ideas that give us a lot of freedom
2: yeah i mean was that <laughs> <laughs> it was too cheesy
1: Sorry, we're, we're all just <laughs> things, We're all just <laughs> so hard. We're all like, oh, No I love you <laughs> No I respect you <laughs> Oh god
2: Are there Do pressures emerge Anywhere there Or does it feel like A completely Pressureless environment
1: Oh pressureless To actually create The music is Pressureless Because it's, it's It's so fun to make To me personally Just not having To write lyrics or you know words that stuff makes it all the more fun for me i when i used to attempt to do that i found it very stressful because i couldn't do it i felt i could well do it. i think like there's definitely
4: like there are times where we're working on something and we all get really in a zone and we're, i think we're all, we're all really hard workers um like we have a lot of fun but it's not the same as pressure it's it doesn't feel like pressure it just feels like we want to get the best out of something when we're developing the songs and, and when we're rehearsing for like an important show or, but I don't think that, I wouldn't describe that as pressure.
0: I think we put, a, I think we do put some pressure on ourselves, but it's not an yeah. out a pressure from the outside mm. of the band. And I think that's kind of, I don't know. Yeah. It doesn't feel like pressure in the, in the sense you usually talk about pressure, but I think, yeah, we do, we do put a bit of pressure on ourselves to do, to be our best, but, but I don't know. It, usually, it, was, it just comes from a place of joy and fun and wanting to make the best out of what we do.
2: Is that the same, what you were saying as well, though, Nick, about how it, you, know, you do put in the hard work? Is that something that more just comes naturally and isn't like a conscious thing? Does it just come naturally from the process?
4: Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's not something that needs to be forced in any way. We all have so much fun doing this band and we just want to make the best of it. Like mean, the I moment it, that we,
1: you yeah, sort I of be start be feeling forced, <laughs> it's that's when you're just not going to go or turn up. It's like, you know, it's like, I mean, you know, we're all we're all adults here. It's like no one's, you know, no one's pushing us to be there. There's no one else, you know, it's like, oh, if you're not there, or if you don't do this, this will happen. It's all just, it comes from the heart. We work hard because yeah. we want to work hard and we want things to be the best that they can be. Um, but it comes from the heart. That's where it
2: starts. Yeah. I think that's quite a nice note to bring us to a close, but just before we go, Augustina, Hmm. was your grandfather a real life cowboy?
3: Yes. Yes, he was, um, back in Uruguay. Yeah. Obviously he grew up uh, in a, we call them gauchos, just super similar to cowboys. And he was born in a farm and lived his life in a farm and had horses and, you know, was around, he loved horses a lot he gave me that love for horses too and yeah he was just a really natural amazing man mm. live like a cowboy <laughs>
2: <laughs> much like Josie you have uh, yeah, a have relationship to. with him as well
0: yeah <laughs> yeah I mean me and Agustina bond a lot about our love for yeah, horses <laughs> it's a big topic